0: Over a million patients a year are treated with respect, warmth, and compassion at Boston Medical Center. It's in this spirit of community that we offer our podcast series to you, featuring our doctors and staff. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. We hear a lot about keeping our children safe in the summertime around water and and bug bites and things, but we don't often think about adults and what we can do to keep ourselves healthy in the summer. My guest is Dr. Jonathan Burrs. He's a general internal medicine physician and director of the Preventive Medicine Residency Program at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Burrs, if we had to start with what you feel are the most important aspects of summertime safety and summertime health for adults, what would that be?
1: Well, I mean, I guess, first of all, the summer is obviously a wonderful time to be outside and to exercise and to start to, you know, kind of do, from, to do some preventive medicine. Um, but, but while being outside, um, you know, as sort of you alluded to earlier, just taking some common sense precautions, I mean, first of all, um, the sun and sun exposure, and, and so, really, uh, anytime you're out in the sun, um, really, you can even start by just doing it every morning is putting on sunscreen um, with at least an SPF of 15, um, and that can be either chemical sunscreens or the, the barrier sunscreens with zinc. Um, so, sunscreen is one big one. Um, you know, being uh, wary of the heat and the humidity. So, you know, some days uh, when the humidity is lower and the heat is lower, obviously, you're going to be lower risk for overheating and dehydration, but you know, as we're getting into August here and the humidity is rising, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're higher risk for overheating and dehydration. So, you know, just generally being mindful of what the temperature is. And then um, if you're going to be exercising outside, um, you know, doing it in the cooler times of the day. So, you know, ideally in the morning if you can um, or in the evening. Um, and then making sure you're well hydrated. And, and you know, one tip I give uh, you know whether you're out working in the heat because it's your job or you're going to go out for uh, you know, some exercising in the heat is, is actually pre-hydrating. So um, uh, drinking plenty of fluids up uh, in the hours before you're going to be outside can really help uh, prevent dehydration as you're out there.
0: So important, really, all of those Points so let's talk about some of the things that when you just mentioned about SPF We were never really aware of the risks if we're boomers or older if we're using sunscreen now as you recommend Are we decreasing the risk from the damage? We did at a younger age or is the damage already pretty much done?
1: So my understanding of that I'm not, not a dermatologist is that no we it's not too late to prevent more damage from being done um, You know, even if you're 34 years old and you spent your your childhood in the Sun um, it's definitely not too late. You should definitely be using a sunscreen every day. Um, and again, you know, minimum of 15. Ideally, I think you know, 30 or a little higher is even better. And um, and that's been shown to prevent not only sort of the aging of the skin. I think for a lot of people, it's it's the looks that probably motivates you more than the, the scare of skin cancer. But the aging of the skin really is pre- prevented by the sunscreen. But also, yeah, the risk of skin cancers is lowered by the daily use of sunscreen. And so that's even on days. I recommend it even on days when you're just going to be doing your usual stuff. Not not necessarily days when you go to the beach. Obviously, you're using sunscreen those days. But days when you're walking to work and you're walking to work, you're outside exposed to the sun. Um, So really, it should be part of your daily practice. Like you brush your teeth in the morning. Um, Your dermatologist would say put on your sunscreen every morning.
0: Another thing that summer brings are a lot of parties, which means drinking, eating. Speak to us about inhibitions in the summer, Dr. Burrs, and and maybe the increased alcohol use or we're eating potato salad and hot dogs and things we might not always indulge in in the wintertime. What do you want us to know about our nutrition and thereby exercise and trying to keep that good balance?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, you're right. There are lots of, you know, fun temptations in the summer to overindulge in, you know, uh, like you said, hot dogs or hamburgers or um, and, and maybe alcohol, I mean, you know, sort of the flip side of it is the summer is a time when there's really amazing, you know, fruits and vegetables, fresh fruits and vegetables available locally. And so, you know, um, you know, counter that hot dog or that hamburger with a, a plate of salad or, you know, some, some tomatoes or some fruit or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then as far as the alcohol is concerned, I mean, you know, more and more evidence is showing us that even... Um, There's really no safe level of alcohol consumption when it comes to long-term health effects. Um, But that being said, I mean, we generally say for women, you know, limit your daily intake to one or fewer drinks per day, to men to two or fewer drinks per day. Um, And, you know, if you stay within that range, then you're going to be healthier. And then finally, um, you know, alcohol does have a, a, a sort of a dehydrating effect and probably will increase your susceptibility to heat illness. So it's a really hot day. You know, um, you want to be focused on non-alcoholic beverages uh, and hydrating with those.
0: So if it's a really hot day and we're around water, and as far as water safety, we always encourage our children to wear life jackets, but we ourselves, oh, we think we're adults, we can swim, we don't always do that. Tell us about what water safety measures we should take as adults, whether we're at the beach or on a lake or at a pool.
1: Uh, I mean, of course, it's going to vary on, on the setting. You know, if you're in a pool and you're there for exercise, you, of course, don't need to be wearing a life vest. But, um, you know, probably you should be swimming with someone else around. So um, it's probably not a good idea to be swimming alone, um, even if it, if you're uh, at your home pool or at your, uh, sorry, your neighborhood pool. It's probably good to have someone else there. Um, and if you're, if you're out in a more wild environment like, like the ocean or like a, a lake or a pond, uh, then, you know, it really depends on the setting. But, um, you know, having other people there, being sure you're comfortable with your own swimming uh, skills, and of course, paying attention to whatever posted signs are there, especially if you're on the beach, uh, you're looking out for, you know, is the tide, uh, is the undercurrent uh, brisk, should you be avoiding the ocean at certain times, Um, and those types of things.
0: So now, what about things like bug bites, and there's ticks, and we should be giving ourselves tick checks, and, you know, there's all kinds of things flying around in the summer. What would you like us to know about the importance of doing those preventive things?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I think in especially New England where we are here, but also in many other places in the country, probably the two um, most important insects you want to avoid are, as you mentioned, uh, ticks and then also mosquitoes. You know, as You know, uh, in the Northeast especially, ticks carry uh, Lyme disease as well as some other tick-borne illnesses. Um, and then mosquitoes, of course, uh, in addition to the uncomfortable bite, which is, you know, a minor issue, um, there are some mosquito-borne illnesses such as West Nile um, and then the less frequent, more rare, Eastern equine encephalitis. And so, you know, taking some common, uh, sort of common sense preventive measures is definitely something you should do. Um, you know, the first thing would be uh, uh, using, um, if you're going to be out in a woodsy place or a place where there's more ticks, more mosquitoes, um, using an insect repellent, uh, and really all insect repellents are not created equal. So uh, the CDC and others who've looked at this would say DEET is, is the most effective uh, insect repellent, um, and generally speaking, if you're out in a, you know, in a field, in the woods, or at a time of day when there's lots of bugs, you want to put a be applying DEET to your skin. Um, and then in addition to that, another measure you can take is actually, uh, you can either buy clothes that are impregnated with permethrin um, or you can spray it on your clothes. And so, especially for those who are spending a lot of time in the woods and in fields where there's ticks really everywhere, um, it's probably really, it is really important to be, to be um, doing those, those two things. Um, and then you, you did, you mentioned tick checks and um, this has even been studied a bit about um, how to prevent Lyme disease. Um, And so, coming in after you've been out in the woods or in the field for the day, uh, checking you and your family for ticks, and they can be as small as a sesame seeds, they can be very small. Um, And then looking at your clothes, ideally you're wearing light-colored clothes, you can see the ticks better that way, Um, and some people would even say take those clothes and put them in a hot dryer for just a few minutes and that will kill any ticks that are on them. Um, And then of course if you do find a tick on you, it's not to panic, Um, it takes ticks uh, really up it's really about 72 hours, three days before um, they can transmit Lyme disease. So if you find a tick on you, um, you know, if it's crawling around, you just take it off, kill it, no problem. If you find a tick on you that's embedded, you want to try to figure out how long it's been on you. Um, if it's been on you uh, 36 hours or less, it's very, very unlikely that you will have uh, been transmitted a Lyme disease, so you can pluck it off with some tweezers. If it's 36 hours or more, and that in that case, you probably want to ask your doctor, um, should you take a preventive medicine for Lyme disease or should you just watch and wait for any symptoms to appear at which time you can get treatment for Lyme disease? Um, the antibiotics that are used for Lyme disease are highly effective.
0: What great information. Thank you for that. And what about things like heat exhaustion? We've talked about you know, hydration. So what about the symptoms that we should be aware of if we're out in this heat for heat stroke or heat exhaustion and what we can do about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, so as far as how you're feeling, um, you know, you're going to look out, of course, you know, if the day is, is particularly hot, higher than 95 degrees in particular, particularly humid, and, you know, to put a number on it, those, for those of you who are interested, really uh, a day when the humidity is 70% or higher Those are the high-risk days because really it's very hard for your body to cool in those types of uh, temperatures and humidity. So you're going to be looking out for, you know, are you feeling faint? Um, Are you feeling dizzy if someone else is with you? Are you acting more irritable than usual? These are some signs of early heat illness. And you really want to get yourself out of the heat, out of the sun if that's happening. Um, Of course, staying hydrated, ideally with cool or cold liquids is key, you know, during the day. Um, and if you are exercising or working outside, just making sure you're taking frequent breaks um, where you're hydrating, getting out of the sun. Um, you know, even, you know, uh, getting cold towels using ice and placing them around your neck, around your body can help cool you down. Um, so, so those are some, some kind of common tips I would use. Um, and, you know, you know, heat illness can be very dangerous and potentially life-threatening, so you really want to pay attention to those, uh, to those symptoms.
0: It's great information as we wrap up. Give us your best advice, what you think are the most important bits that we've talked about today that you want people to know about staying safe, staying healthy in the summer, and using that great summertime to really encourage exercise and healthy eating and to, to get us healthier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just sort of summarizing uh, the things we've talked about, I mean, again, you know, enjoying your time outside is a great time to really... Practice preventive medicine because you're getting exercise. You're taking advantage of the of the great local produce. But yeah, remembering to always put on that sunscreen, um, always stay hydrated, and if you are in a very hot situation, making sure you're taking breaks and getting out of the sun um, so you don't so you don't get overheated. It's
0: great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Burrs, for joining us today and sharing your expertise. And that wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with you're Boston welcome. Medical Center. Head on over to our website at bmc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share with your friends and family. Share it on your social media so that we can all get this great information together. And be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.